You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. <laughs> Welcome to the Kush Life podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Recording out of the back of the Kush dispensary, Katie, uh, we're... We've just been chatting it up the whole time. It's going to be a super fun episode. Yeah, lots going on. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about, uh, especially all the sick people. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been sick. Literally the whole town, I think. But everyone's getting back to normal, I feel like. We're all back. Yeah, we're all back. Getting we back. You said you really wanted to talk about all the sick people, though. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'll say something to it. Every time I make a business call, it's 50-50 right now. And we got hit by it hard, and we were down for a little bit. But I get people that they're slightly annoyed, and they're like, look, dude, we're not avoiding you. We just literally only have two people here right now. Mm -hmm. So it is a wave, but I think they're coming back from it now for sure. We went to Oklahoma City this past weekend and uh, ate at a restaurant and went shopping, did that kind of whole thing. And there was on one of the, the shopping centers said closing early and list of the time because of staff yeah yeah they, they literally when have you ever heard companies close because of staff staff just because they're sick um it's been a really long time <laughs> thankfully <laughs> but yeah blockbuster yeah there you go <laughs> that's what i think i mean i think i think way back then but yeah. Did you used to go to Blockbuster? Oh, of course. Friday yeah. night. Like, yeah. <laughs> right up here at 51st and Harvard. The one, one at 36 in Peoria is where I would go. Oh, I, I was <laughs> right near the Hollywood video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was 81st in Sheridan. And then it, it moved. I think it's it's now that kids take you out. Or, or maybe it's where the like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was so long ago. <laughs> oh, oh, 81st and Sheridan. Yes, yes, yeah, I yes. I think maybe it's where the yes. handicap thing yeah, exactly. is, actually. Yeah, yeah, I know I exactly. that used to be the it, big blockbuster, because it was a, huge in it's there. A, it's like, I guess, like a, a like a adjacent to the Walmart. No, yeah, right? Yeah. No, Walmart was on Memorial. No, there's a new, no, there's a Walmart. Oh, 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 there's you the mean the new the, neighborhood the, market. Yes, yes, I'm using the new, yeah, it's like. Like a, a cross right there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But oh, yeah. still, to me, the my favorite sesame chicken is there at Kids Take Outie. Oh, right, right there, mm -hmm. right next door. Yep, yep, right next door. But we would go to Blockbuster, which was in that big. Oh, big that's spot a, that's there. a nostalgic memory in there. Yeah, the last Chinese Blockbuster and movies. Yeah, the last Blockbuster I remember was in Jinx. When I went to the one in Jinx. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Oof, you I remember how much time we used to spend can, walking through the Can I throw out family movies? video? I'm not even from here, and I got here in 2017, <laughs> and there was family video. Yeah, they had yeah. it. I was like, oh, my God, there's still a place you can do this? Like, yeah. what? I don't know. They had. There's some that were cool and had CBD. There's yeah. one that had CBD, so you get all your stuff at one stop, you know? Your, yeah, you get your CBD dabs and get your pizza. See, what? <laughs> CBD bomb. CBD bomb, dude. Yeah, and then you have all that, and then you're ready to go, and you get your video, and then you go back, and then you just realize you just have Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even need to go. Yeah, you didn't even need to go. You're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, Katie. Yeah. It, maybe we should at least introduce the guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe they should just introduce themselves, maybe, you know. 
We've got the guys from Sherweed Forest here. Uh, and Flav and... Yeah, Flav, Canico, people I work for. My name's Dylan Walters, a.k.a. Hey, Dylan. Killing Alters of the band Sex Thief, as well as Terp Tobain, a comedian in the local area. Memorize all of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's three to go on. Just get on the gram and check them all out. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just a second. Terp Tobain. Terp Tobain, yeah. At Terp Tobain on Instagram. That's my... That's my fun time weed comedy alter ego. Dylan's my work name. That's my birth name, you know. My government name. Killen's the band name, you know. Killen's currently missing right now. If you follow uh, Sex Thief Band on Instagram, you'll see a little mini series they've been working on. And Killen's been kidnapped, and they don't know exactly where he's at right now. But the video will get you caught up if you watch it. There's three episodes out now, and. Uh, to see the closing of the episode four, you just have to come to the show at the Whittier Bar on Saturday, the 15th, and that'll be the resolution of that interesting. issue. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, so Terp Tobain. Terp Tobain, yeah. Walk me through that. Oh, man, it's kind of a play on... I mean, I could get into it. It's like... <laughs> I don't want to like riff on somebody else's joke, but I like did so much dabs. I felt like I was speaking Turpanese. I really like music, so we got Kurt Cobain, Turp Tobain. I do a lot of Twitch streaming, right? That's my Twitch handle as well. If you guys are into video gaming, what are you playing? Um, we were doing a lot of like Back for Blood, but right now we're kind of back on Fortnite. I know All it right. seems basic, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> you got any Fortnite fans out there? That's me. Here, Here we go. go. Okay, uh, Apex Legends was here's, like here's, where here's I was what really I'm at for a minute. About. This is my big excitement for Fortnite right now. Is the new release coming out of the new build? There we go. Now I get it. They're copying Call of Duty Ooh. because they copied the slide, the 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 the, the new. Uh, I the think new gun. they've been saying that for a while though. They've been saying no build for a while, and everyone was freaking out, like, "Oh my god, you got to get your gaming in!" Then they're going to change it, and then they never did it. But I, there's a whole new. I think that I don't think it's a change. I think it's a whole new oh, sub another, game. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Then. Yeah, it makes more sense. And that will work for yeah. the old fuckers like me. They yeah. could, I just can't <laughs> like, quite come on, get all let that. Let me just play. Let me just yeah. play. Just shoot them. One time I shared this story. One time I actually I was so high that I actually built sheltered myself and then built my ramp and I went, "Holy shit! What just happened?" Like I, I didn't even understand what I was. You're doing. like, wait, why? How did I even press those buttons? Exactly. <laughs> like it's just like I'm driving and then I'm here at the next location. All right, so Terp Tobain, and that you, that's where people find you and want to. Connect. Yeah, at Terp Tobain on Instagram, at Terp Tobain on Twitch. Um, All right, is, is that it. your is that your gamer handle too? Yeah, yep. Okay, I'm looking you up. That's it, dude. T- uh, it's T U R P T O B I I N. Terp with a U, essentially. I gotta throw that out there because I can't spell. We say Terp, not Terp. You know what I'm saying? Chris, were you were you a big Kurt Cobain fan? Oh my god! I, I thought so. Like I could, yeah, right. Like yeah, we've had to watch every documentary ever. If it ever like comes across anything we're watching, we have to watch it. He speaks a lot of about turpology. He does. <laughs> what so does he, he say? I don't. So that's something you. I speak Turpanese. That's all I can say about it at this moment. <laughs> turpology, though, that's something to get into, huh? Damn. Not a terpologist. I'm not a terpologist. 
All right, introduce yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Nicolo Burkett. I am a comedian, and I am the singer in Sex Thief and guitarist. Been doing comedy for about seven years, and also a part of uh, Sure We Bizarre. Been doing their events for like the start of it, and I love it. And so we've just been trying to make sure to keep more people coming out because it's a pretty fucking cool thing to come out to. I think it's like the most interesting thing that's been coming through the legalization of marijuana really you know what i mean and it, like definitely involving more people not just not just people that buy weed or not just people that make hash it's like the people that all are collective that into it it's a good melting pot that i think is a uh, really important for uh i mean it's really important for our town you said the word bizarre Bizarre, yeah. Well, it's like not like bizarre. Like, ooh, I want to see what that is. Not like the uh, Only Millionaires Club. No, no, no. Oh my gosh, not like a not like Gigi Allen bizarre, but more like a, uh, a marketplace. Yes, a marketplace. No, and that's what I was to say, Katie. Is this the bizarre that uh, we've been talking about? Yeah, talking about the bizarre coming up on Saturday, the twenty second. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be pretty legit. Uh, I'm going to be doing some comedy there, uh, and I'm just going to be there dabbing. I usually am just am there dabbing and trying to get people hyped up. So you up. do comedy at the bazaar? Well, we we were doing it at the bazaar, the first one, and then the second one we had it at a post at a 473, and then now we're going to be doing it. At, it's going to be like a little bit different now because we're going to have the bazaar. And then we're going to have, like, a post over at Studio 30. But that's just more like to actually, like, hang out, you know. But post if you're, like after party. Yeah, post after party. Yes, thank you. After party meaning post. The after party is going to be at Studio 30, but the comedy show is going to be at Heirloom. And then that will be, you know, so it would be more people that actually know they're going to be going to a comedy show. It's actually called Intimate Affairs. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's a flyer. Ready? Here it is. <laughs> All right, uh, introduce yourself. My name is Andrew. I'm part of the team over at Sherweed Forest, or a co-ops, or a bunch of different moving parts and people and places and things, including these two guys to my right. Ultimately, everything we do is shared in, in interest, shared cognition, and, and, and just joining forces together. Even what Chris and I have been doing for years is ultimately a part of what I do at Sherweed Forest. Part of Sherweed. He feels kicked out sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. He needs a yeah. monthly like uh, buddy you know, card, like, like invitation. The last kid that gets picked at at the sport in like middle school. <laughs> That's you. That not in school, but <laughs> with Sherweed. Just when he needs me. Just when he needs you yep. for dodgeball. Huh? That's what he thinks. I'd like to say Cha-Cha here and I are super excited to be a part of Sherweed, and we appreciate what you guys are trying to do. We love the movement. We agree with the movement, and we're trying to help positively continue it, essentially. So what's the movement? Uh, You know, what we believe is that 788 uh, created access for some people. Uh, you know, if you have money to pay for a card, if you have a means to get to a shop, and then you have access. But that doesn't mean everyone has access. And so, our and, and on top of that, more specifically, it's about specific access. So, uh, cannabis is created by private people all over the state, and they they produce thousands of phenotypes and expressions and flavors and and uses and effects. And there's no uh, Jiminy Cricket for that process. There's no host, no guide, no menu. 
Um, so if I have a headache at a particular time and my endocannabinoid system speaks to an 18% CBG and a terpenaline limonene and 9% Delta 9, where am I going to find that unless I'm Indiana Jones? I'm going to drive all over the this, this city and, and look at COAs all day. So we aim to create a coalition of, of like-minded producers and then we'll show their results to... <clears throat> um, scientists and experts and they'll be able to tell us potential effects we'll create an algorithm that will then allow patients or or individuals at large to say i have a headache or i'm wanting to enjoy a a sex thief show tonight and i want to be really dialed in and be able to find that exact experience dosing method uh, in our very diverse marketplace. Listen, I, I'm so excited to hear that because we got the answer and the solution right here on the Kush Life Podcast. All right. Yeah. I wanna... we, we have it every week. It's called Terping Talk with Katie. <laughs> I think this is where yeah. I dropped the ball earlier with the terpology. And I want to say Andrew and I have had this discussion a couple of times, and I think I can speak for the layman in the sense that what he's saying is that – and in my opinion of terpology is that essentially if you like a lot of times we have people that talk about, Oh my God, I have super high anxiety whenever I smoke this weed or, Oh, I like sativas because they make me get energized and do this or that. Or I only smoke indicas because sativas make me high anxiety. Well, you could literally take your knowledge of your endocannabinoid system Go to the shop and have that chart or algorithm or app or whatever it might be translating to to say this is the type of flower that works for me. This is the type of wax that works for me. And like you said, we're going to go enjoy a sex thief show. All right, I need this profile or so. So once again, love it, absolutely love it. Is there nothing today that we could do that now as a patient, Katie, walking in to figure that part out? Well, you can kind of get around about where you want to be nothing very specific and and people come in every day asking for certain strains or certain things and um it's really hard to provide exactly what everyone's wanting all the time it's almost impossible especially with all the different variables that testing well 100 it's something i think i feel i tried to do Mm -hmm. and i think it's hard to do well, and then you also, like, have growers who are technically growing the same strains but naming them differently because they know that when they walk in the door, if you already have Durban poison on the shelf, you're not going to buy yep. another one because you already have it. So they're going to change the name a little bit. And then for a patient to try to figure that out and figure out... like This makes the strain names inadequate entirely. Just lied and lied. And well, lied. Yeah, all of it's it. just very confusing. Uh, I came from Hillshire Farms, and I've got a Dingledore poison. <laughs> yep. I've got some Dingle fire. It's pretty Dingle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> got some I, mean, I, just, I just want to know, is it Dingle? Yeah. Oh, man, it's Dingling. Dingle Dorking. marshmallow. Dingling. The Terps on it. <laughs> um, 
So how do we do this now without it? It's it's not the, it's not a it's not a thing that we can do. I don't know sin. if I can do it individually as yeah. a person. Uh, I mean, I met a guy named Turbo that works at Tallgrass Dispensary, and he and I worked it out. Found a mother plan at Heartland, and I identified which one I wanted, and he buys the same XJ for me. And then if it diverts off, he tells me, "Oh man, we got to move to a new mother." But I, so we had well, XJ recently. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was good. Pat was yeah. Good. yeah, you felt nice and awake. And yeah, yeah. We just bought a new harvest and. Every Every harvest, it changes a yep. little, and this harvest is really good. But that's, I mean, exactly the point is even that changes. Yeah, the, even identifying a mother or a pheno, it's still with a name. It's going to shift. I think Andrew feels the same way as we do, and he's on the right track, is community, just bringing everyone together so that hopefully someone who's really trying to figure out what their specific phenotype or their specific terpenes they can partner up with a grow that is like-minded and growing similar things that they're looking for if they can talk in a setting like the bazaar i absolutely love it i mean that's 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 what's been a lot of the journey right as we've talked over the past year plus is figuring out what works for us as patients Mm -hmm. what can we use if we really believe in it and we don't want to go with the labs Right? Not, yeah, that not, makes it even harder. Labs. Having I mean, that like, like, sliding sand mechanism underneath everything is not much, not very foundational with the labs as you speak. Well, it's hard I, to that's work. That's what with I'm that. saying. I, I don't yeah. want to clarify. I didn't. I meant like uh, with with traditional medicine labs. Okay, yeah. that's what I meant mm-hmm. to say. Okay. You know, versus what we're doing, um, I, I've really tried to invest heavily into OMMA as as using it as a patient versus going to traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like a Walgreens when you walk in. It doesn't feel like a, right. a controlled process. But uh, the overall goal, where do we end up in 10 years, mm-hmm. right, is I would love to be able to have something like this mm-hmm. as a patient that I would know that I could walk in and say, mm-hmm. here's my exact symptom, mm-hmm. you know, not not as cold as Walgreens, but exactly. As, but as it doesn't speci- have to be. But as specific mm-hmm. as Walgreens. Exactly. So Identifiable. That could, so that I could yeah. walk in and say, mm-hmm. here's exactly what I need mm-hmm. to cure. And then I'm given the exact thing for me. How do you. Okay. Today, I mean, you've been a patient for over a year. How do you feel today knowing. Because you treat certain symptoms. I you do. come in, you buy pain cream, you come in, mm-hmm. you buy a vape, you'll buy a syringe concentrates whatever how do you feel like you're buying them for specific reasons aren't you Mm -hmm. do you feel like they're targeting your needs absolutely yeah so are you there is though right like for instance what the the product that i'm using now i i question what i'm getting but there's no doubt that uh when i hit those exact strains yes when i was treating my mind and Mm -hmm. treating uh depression I would use XJ, which is what we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, before, and I would use that to specifically treat it. Uh, now I've been working on my body, right? Mm-hmm. Working on my muscles, getting them to relax and trying to regrow muscles. So I have been needing to specifically use Indica dominant strains to help everything to relax. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love, and I think yeah. that people that are, that have those similar type, you know, pain, exact 
mm-hmm. pains that yeah. they're trying to do, yeah. they could use this in such mm-hmm. a, a beautiful way. Yeah, I think she was right earlier. That's what the bazaar is designed to do, is we don't have this scientific concept that I just kind of made up and explained to you. We're working on it. <clears throat> so the bazaar is that chance for conversation. Yeah. Uh, if you have a hip issue, you know, and you're also a cultivator, you're going to cultivate towards your intention or find a solution for yourself therein to the plant medicine you believe in. And then when you're at the bazaar and you see someone limping around with a hip issue, there's, there's hey, sir, mm-hmm. there's your chance to, to nail it for them. You know, I use this every day and it's perfect. Go down to Kind Love, no markup today, and try it. What, no kush. Uh, uh, we do things with kush all the time, <laughs> yes. At this particular bazaar, Kind Love stepped in, and there it's a no markup flash sale. But Kush will take you there on the bus, actually. So uh, they'll be just as involved. We also have a Kush lounge outside. Um, we don't do consumption inside the bazaar, so Kush is nice enough to pull up with both buses. Uh, so we t- we use the large one as a as kind of a mobile uh, consumption site. Rex's Remedies gets involved, and and. Um, Oh, they got some great hash. Jesse's super oh, cool over there. I like. I've known Jesse for a while. Yeah, we we really okay. enjoyed their hash. No yeah, doubt. they're great. It's just hash. I <laughs> mean, like, what am I talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's old school. It's old. It's old school. It's old school. That's what I'm talking about. It's old school hash. That's what I'm talking about. It's just it's old school hash. It's your grandfather's. Yes, yeah, grandfather's it's, hash. It's your old it's school. The stuff you find in his in his cupboard. All right, so. Tell somebody that has no idea what the bazaar is. Of course. Shoppable cannabis market, uh, a la to a, a farmer's market, there you, where you get to engage with the cultivators and the processors, very much like you would an artist at an expo or a farmer at a local farmer's market. You walk up, you, you, you purvey the goods for free. Uh, does not require an OMA card to attend. And you, you, Who all's there? Uh, 30 cannabis vendors, we rotate them, uh, about 15 artists, a couple of uh, local food sh- uh, chefs or restaurants. Uh, we've had Moonlight Vegan several times. She comes out most times as one of our food vendors, for example. Uh, you could do anything from uh, purchase a piece of art uh, to talk to a, a hash maker or a, or a grower. Uh, once you make your selections, you ride the Kush bus over to the kind love and they do the zero percent markup so you can try these products that the that the producers are talking to you about um at a at a you know price point that you would never be able to obtain otherwise so we're trying to break down when we talk about access break down any limitation someone might come to a dispensary and they're they're set on that pre-roll that they buy for four dollars and that's what they're used to what if the premium pre-roll that could also was four dollars that that this time you know so now that takes away that barrier so now they can try it. now they understand oh that's why people are paying nine dollars for those i get it now and and changes their mindset maybe they save up their money instead of buying three of those you know, subpar products. They they understand the value, and they found a place for themselves in, in the in the medicine marketplace. So it's uh, we're trying to break down the different reasons and situations why someone wouldn't have access to the medicine that's right for them. Uh, I was trying to throw down. Yeah, and throw down. Oh, Everyone's okay. throwing down. Lots of throwing down. And and this is on a regular monthly basis. Right? Just about about six weeks. We give ourselves five or six weeks to plan each one. Next one is uh, 122 uh, coming up in just about nine days. And then we'll have February 26th, Hermetic, 
has jumped in to uh, run a Hermetic Presents version of number four. Ooh. So that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, we do it. We do it as often as possible in Tulsa, just to build up the word of mouth. Okay, so you got in different parts of the state. Eventually, yeah. Once we succeed, in my opinion, once the another thing we're trying to do is create return on investment for the growers and processors uh, for not just vending like an expense. What gave you this idea? Uh, doing other large events and seeing that there's not a return on investment for cannabis companies and you know when you're producing like an entertainment show um they just kind of come as a support like brahms presents uh, uh, you know it's just an expense and that was the main reason that was the main thought that's what made me realize i wanted to try was that i i'm i was capable of getting vendors at large to come to an event but then i would bring them in and i just felt like what did i bring you here for what are we doing and, and giving away free stuff just giving away t-shirts and <laughs> you know to yeah. Add there yeah as a sales rep but also as a customer because i look at myself more as a person in the culture and a patient than i do a sales rep um, I see the value in the fact that you are bringing the people together for the fact that it is promoting, like you said earlier, access. So although it might not be an immediate return in the cash value to those individual growers, processors, or whoever distributions people they might be, these patients that might not have had access to these products before or have seen them before because they're only shopping at one store or whatever it may be, they're limited in their own neighborhood. They're seeing products that they've never seen before. Yeah, and try and, and hopefully you'll see inevitably in the next future sure weed forest that these people keep coming back for the same products that they've seen before and supporting them at large to the Kush dispensary or the kind loves or wherever it may be that they can find these products that they haven't seen before. You know? Yeah. They're learning about things because we broke down the access wall, whatever that wall was. I totally, the three that I've been going, I've met people and met processors and I'm like, Oh man, I did not know that you guys are this and getting to see who's the extractor, who's the person pressing it or something like that. It's just like, all right, I'm a happy dabber. So I get to see that they're actually into it. Not just someone that just came here that is just like, Oh, well I kind of know how to run this machines or something like that. So it's been pretty cool. I've really enjoyed meeting all the hash makers cause that's what I like. Yeah. And that is the whole idea that you find your spot. You find mm-hmm, exactly. your area and the community, and then you can geek out with a hash yep, maker. Exactly. And you can talk flour Connect. with a flour maker. All right. Oh. So what? Let's let let me. Why do you like hash? Why do I like hash? Yeah. What's what's the deal with hash? Because I love Man. that hit. I love when you take that big dab, and you exhale, and you just get that big head so rush. That's how you take it. Do you do it off of? Oh, the- always off the rig. Always off the Matt Henny recycler. That's what I'm hitting off of with some uh, either. Uh, LIQ uh, quartz banger, or of course I'm repping the Oz uh, blender. Uh, rep, uh, you know, local Oz. That's their locally blown quartz right there. But uh, locally blown. Locally blown. So you gotta res- support your local blowers. Always. Yeah, you got. They blow real good. Okay. Every day. Every day, right? Yeah, every day they're blowing. <laughs> or they're not getting. And if they're fake. not blowing, they're not going. <laughs> if they ain't blowing, they ain't getting fed. Going anywhere. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, do you have a favorite hash that you like? Um, favorite hash? I mean, right now, Leaf Logic has been, like, killing it, of course. Um, uh, Smith Valley Farms is a really good one. What style of hash? Style of hash? I, well, honestly, I used to work for a other hash company. I was the lab manager. I don't want to mention them. But it was all BHO. 
And so we were just really, really like, oh, solventless, whatever, dude. Who cares? That's why I was asking you earlier about the stuff that you were mentioning. So I was like, yeah, Yeah, because I was always like, oh, BHO, BHO, we're diamonds and everything like that. And then uh, when I uh, left the company, you know, now I started trying other stuff. And because I wasn't just being so narrow minded that our company is the best company ever, you know, you know, there was something there was someone that did not want to be involved with Sherweed. So I'm glad to be out of there, you know. Um, See ya. So, yeah, so mostly solving this right now. But I'm really just been interested in I, like I'm new to the solving this game. I mean, hardcore on the BHO game. I know it, you know, back and forth. But now I'm but mostly, you know, anyone that's been telling me what's good. You know, so why you're why on a journey? Have you, why have you gone to the solventless side? Uh, because uh, like how you, you were talking about, like it affects my lungs. I'm like wheezing more. You know, I I don't. That's not what you want to do when you smoke something. You don't want to cause something worse. You go to relief. You don't want to be sitting there going like, why did I hit that? Why am I smoking this? You know, like so like BHO can be done properly. Exactly. So no, 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 no. CRC I'm not. can be done properly. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, Chris. That was very right. Yeah, I'm not sh- shooting down or saying that BHO is bad or it's worth like I just preferably now I like solving this. Yes, if it is done right, it's awesome. There's amazing diamonds that is done and that is done through solvents. That you know, there's you know, so of course there's going to be some nice and beautiful and pure, good BHO out there. You know, well, like good enough well, to like. What makes it proper or not proper? Well, it's just like how well they either are using the machine, how well the extractor knows the type of equipment they're using, what type of you know what type of material they're using you know uh how good is the uh solvents that they are is it something that you know is it so old? there's grades of solvents yes in, in a sense there is and then of course there's mixtures and some people can just go straight butane but some people like to use butane and uh and propane you know like a mix between that like they have that mix and and then they shoot it with nitrogen and then they're doing all this other stuff you know, so like there's a there's a lot more into it. So there isn't just you know there isn't just there is an overkill. Yes, there is an overkill. Yeah, there is an overkill. I mean, of course you can just you know put in anything and shoot something out, and you're like, wow, that looks nice. It's like, yeah, I guess so. But you know, they're you know filtering it, filtering it. Do we know any long term effects of continuing to inhale that stuff? Um, I I don't know. I just know that I've I mean I've been smoking BHO. For, I think they're dealing with that now. They're like yeah, looking I, for the long term. Exactly. Like Oregon, they just banned CRC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because totally. Of, yeah, way. because of course you know, like it, it's it, like you said, if you're properly using it and you're being really mindful and knowing that you're not trying to cover up something, if you're just trying to make sure to strip the things that you don't, the fats, the lipids, the things you don't want to inhale. But if you're stripping, you know, things to the point where you're almost changing what what it is and you're just pulling you know you're taking terps out reintroducing the terps exactly it's then it's like what we were talking about before these lies now it's like what you said you know it's like oh i thought this was durbin poison well yeah it was durbin poison but we had some you know we had some uh og kush uh terps that we sprinkled on top of the diamonds okay so i'm not getting what you at what i was sold no, but the testers are right. The testers are all right, yeah, right? Aren't you got Perbendoisen. Yeah, Perbendoisen, <laughs> exactly. Perbendoisen diamonds poison. right there all day, as many as you want. You know, that's why they're selling. There's a lot of pretendic out there. Guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Mark. That's awesome. so that's why I like the solvent list is because you can't, you know, I mean, I'm. this is just my opinion. This is my opinion. You know, it's just like a, a very, 
I'm just not, I'm tired of going and doing that, running around trying to find which other companies. I just know that anytime I usually hit solvent list, I'm going to get a good reaction. I'm not going to be wheezing. I'm not going to wake up feeling like, why did I smoke that last night? Oh, nine, what do you mean? Well, I uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's killing the game, but I'll have to say this: his shit's expensive as fuck, bro. His shit's expensive, so nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm he's not, not I'm not shot. I don't think, no. huh? He's not that expensive. Oh, really? I'm, we're, hey, man. It, okay, all right, all right. I'll have. To, I mean, I've had it a couple of times, but mostly the Leaf Logic. What about the Boros? The Boros. That's more the BHO. Of course, no, Boros one of my favorite ones actually. They're really good. Boros, uh, Hashco, they're 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 dank. They're they're really cool. They're really nice people there. Um, Day Tripper, very good BHO. I, I haven't had them. You want to try some? I would love to. We'll do that. Yeah. after. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what company I. Well, I'll tell you what lab manager I was after the show, so we can all have a laugh. Um, but uh, uh <laughs> um, but yeah, I mostly do solving this, dude. You know. Was it someone that was just mentioned? No, 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 don't worry about that, yeah. no, don't worry about that, they're you know, non. they're not, they're not, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been smoking BHO for 10 years, so I've just noticed that the more I smoke, if it's less, but it's gotta be just right, you know, someone that knows the machine, because, again, if I hit something that someone just like, well, just put a bunch of CRC in that and hit it, I'm wheezing, I'm still inhaling something that maybe wasn't properly, uh, you know, cultivated through the material, yeah. So what's CRC? You mentioned that Oregon Bandit. What is it? Something that attaches to your machine. It's a color remedi- remedi- remediation. CRC. Yep. Yeah. So if it you come out with some dirty outdoor weed, run it through the machine. CRC CRC is going to clean it up for you at the end when it comes out. Make yeah. it look, look better. You ever have some like like a, a Carmexy smelling like sugar? High vinegar. Yeah, it smells like lemony. You know, not a nice lemony. You know, and you're like, wow, this looks really nice. And it's really cheap. Okay. And you hit it, you're like, hmm, man, the back of my throat still seems kind of fuzzy. Uh, you know, like, I, oh, yeah. I, I think I'm higher, but I guess I'll take another dab. You know, exactly. That's the reaction you probably have after that. Yeah. But that's why I was asking you about the CO2s because we work, we, ne- we always talk shit on CO2 at the company. You know, we're like, nah, dude, they don't know how to do it right. We know how what we're doing, you know. And then so that's why I was like, well, I, you know. So Katie recommended it and gave it to me uh, because the first one I had was Mac One, and she, I think you, you know, you knew that it, it did well with me. And I the really Mac One it. syringe, and then the Mac um, Eki. Is that what uh, you're talking about? No, from Dose, the little yeah. uh, dispensable. Yeah. Ah, the, the, it's a the disposable. disposable. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. And, and I did well with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I grabbed another one, uh, more of an indica. Uh, overall, yeah, it does fine, but I still mostly still like to do just like we're doing now, the, the pure solventless. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but, I, but, but it's I like on it's, the go. Yeah, but I think it's a good alternative, right? Like if somebody wants to come in, if CO2 is going to be better for them, correct? I, I'm, I'm just taking a guess here. If, if they come in a dispensary and I'm, looking for Yeah, it's kind of who makes it more than anything. And how I, the, the intention behind the product. Yeah, I think the dose CO2 are just cleaner and they hit harder and people really like them. So... And I knew that you liked the Mac, so. I'd like to add to that statement. 
with the company that we work for, Flav, that we have these disposable carts. Nicolo's been saying everything you said, and his opinion is valid, but I mentioned to him earlier about these carts, and they are dissolute, and they do use a solvent process to make them. We do have live resin ones, which go through the same process, but they are a different plant material. But it, if you are a high connoisseur dabber, those carts are still a very good option for convenience and for concealment. So they look like a jewel pod mm-hmm. and you're not having to carry around giant rig or whatever. <laughs> like it's great to have all that and to be in that dab level. But like I'm at the movie theater and I want to go see the matrix that just came out. I'm not trying to like bubble up the whole <laughs> dab rig on the car. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying from a consumer level, like that is a great option. And like she said, it's the intent that the producer puts into the, uh, content that you're getting that's what really matters so like the product that you had like they put the intention there to make a good product and they're you're gonna get a good product out of it it's the people that he's describing that are lacking that intention mm-hmm. that are putting that out there but there are plenty of good companies out here right now that are doing these levels of uh distillate or whatever it might be that are high quality products for that level of product you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so uh, did you see the new matrix i have not i was really pissed because i saw our buddy our drummer had a have you he, seen the new matrix right <laughs> he had a payment on his venmo account that i saw that said matrix tickets and i was like y'all fucking saw the matrix you caught him on me? the down low <laughs> they went without me bro no it's cool they were Isn't ready that one of those movies that you can watch? I get it. You can just watch at home as well. Yeah, I know. Watch. I should have just watched it at home. But I'm waiting for the right moment. It kind of ruins it, but it's what's confusing okay. now, though. You might be able to get it at Family Video. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go <laughs> along there you with go. your CBD gummies <laughs> and you your go. pizza. Uh, but the confusing part is, what can you watch in the theaters now? Yeah, it's very, it's weird. It's this new evolution. It's half and half usually. It's both most of the time. They release I think you should have seen the Dune movie in theaters and the Matrix movie I refuse to watch at home because it needs to be seen in the theaters. Yeah, or like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Star Wars, so things of that Spider-Man nature. High quality, yeah. large screen stuff. Have you guys seen the new Spider-Man? I'm still, I'm still no, having to wait. I'm not. It's okay. You can spoil it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, it's not a spoil. Okay. It's your regular... Regular old regular Spider-Man. Old Spider-Man. It's, your, <laughs> it's your neighborhood <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He's really friendly, really you know? Friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, this he, time he does? He mm-hmm. runs into somebody that wants to kill everybody? No. Yeah. They yeah. did I mean, that this time? Yeah. Oh, man. He saves everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? That's a kind of exciting. Yeah, it's crazy. Haley said it was great. I heard it's like over two hours long, though. No, that like that's they how they do it. Yeah. It sounds like a movie. And it costs a million bajillion dollars to make that's, it. That's Well, and the problem now, too, is you, you can't leave the theater without spending 50 Yeah, you got to wait. So you yeah. got to have the so cart with you and hours. just rip it. And two hours is like 30 oh, minutes yeah. of just <laughs> it's relaxing. Really, that's when you hit like a half gram dab. Literally in in the car right before you go in, so you're coughing as you're acting for your ticket. Can I get one? Then they kick you out because you have the you have the matrix, please. No, that's that's why you come to Kush and get the turp pen. There you go. There we go. That's the way you do it. Then you bring that in too. Then you use the turp pen all the time. (laughs) You bring much more discreet. Yeah, it's great. Exactly, exactly. I love the turp pen. Those are awesome. They are good. So should we should we ask? Oh. 
Is there a round Great question? Job. Yep. Yeah. Great so job. Great job, since Chris. I have a brain. Nicely done. Okay. First time you smoked, how old were you? Ooh. What'd you smoke out of? Mm-hmm. And do you know like what strain you smoked? Alright, oh, so man. mine's gonna sound like a spoiled rotten brat story, but I had two older brothers and where I was from genuinely like swag was like the only type of regular ass just weed that was around and my brother had gotten some really fire we called it uh god I'm gonna mess this up but it's from Ole Miss in Mississippi uh GS13 I think is what it's called something like that but they grow it in the lab at Mississippi oh that's right you're really close and so he got it and he brought it and so I smoked it out of a little glass chillum that was clear with a little rainbow unicorn band around it and literally just smoked like one or two hits from it and then he left me and my boy at the house like before the parents are home from work and it was just like on to the next one and me and my boy almost caught the house on fire trying to make pancakes and we just blasted and then after that experience the second time smoking was like the normal regular swag weed and we we're just like what is this like what was where was that other stuff at like and he's like yeah no that was 35 a gram and like you're only gonna get that a rare occasion yeah yeah, it was just... It's worth it, though, they would say. Yeah, it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it was like everybody went to school up there and got it from the lab or whoever they got it from and then brought it back for the summer. And it's once the like summer was over, it was gone. Yeah, yes. It was gonzy. The, you really were smoking the, yeah, the, the government weed. weed. The, the government How old were you? Yeah. 14. On, yeah, 14. 14 right on the it. government okay. weed. Fourteen government. Weed. I guess so. GS thirteen. It's an old land it's race. Called. It's a. Uh, it's kind of a middle of the road. Um, seems citrusy to me. Honestly, I think they're just putting numbers and letters <laughs> on it to say whatever. But it seems citrusy to me, which is why I think I've always had like a more like attraction to citrusy terps. Uh, like right now, my favorite strain is going to be like a Tangerine Dream or something like that. I really like the citrusy action, so I think it's like that Freudian terp slip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Terps are everywhere in his Terps universe. Lip. Man, I like peach. I mean, is that terp with a U or an E? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, do Fourth. you think the government actually knew what you needed? My big brother served it to you. Yeah, they, they knew what people were willing to pay for. You know, they knew the sell through. They right? knew that there was some dusty ass weed out there, and they're like, "We gotta bring the people what they need." <laughs> I will say that's the most descriptive. Uh, first smoke I think I'll I've ever remembered. It's very, especially being, you know, yeah, 16, was, 17 years ago. I've, I've been doing this since that time. Like, literally since that time, there has not been a time in my life. Even I was in the United States Army, and throughout that whole time, smoked weed. Everybody I knew smoked weed. Would not go without it. Straight up, went to war on weed. It's fine. Everybody was cool <laughs> about it. Like... <laughs> I went. I went to the war on weed. I mean, I went to war on weed. I'm way, I was in war on weed. Right? I am the war on you weed. You on the weed. Just, I'm sorry. You can take that so many different ways. I was the war on weed. I was the weed. I was the weed of war. Do you have the ability to talk uh, off the record, of course, about the quality that you received over there? Oh, over there? Dude, there was so much weed, and I would say it was like mids, mostly. It was like giant, like 400-acre fields full of weed. They would take a chain-link fence, right? Imagine a chain-link fence you see in a yard. You take a panel of that, 
and you tie it to the back of a four-wheeler and you drive through the field and you just tear these weed fields down left and right until the bad guys come out of the woods and shoot at you and literally this just is give you them guys doing grains this? of rice and say hey you guys can grow rice sorry you can't grow this weed anymore we'll teach We're you how to grow <laughs> it's ours now. corn rice whatever it might be so the weed was good it was kind of like the equivalent of tie sticks that you might have heard about from the 70s era or whatever that was from but mids like really good reggie you know pressed brick weed but it was not bad Plenty of that stuff. He's <laughs> like, wait till the bad guys come out. You're like, yep, I was the war on weed right there. <laughs> they have guns and you have rice. They have guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so did you get off the four-wheeler? Or like, I was always flying around in a helicopter watching, like, this, watching this happen. So I was <laughs> right. pretty good to go. He's yeah. the getaway flyer. Right. <laughs> no, he was the one throwing the weed. Just dropped tons of rice Throw on their heads until they can't even think straight. <laughs> oh, you didn't know how to grow rice? Well, you're going to learn. That's where that salt gun came from. <laughs> they had the prototype over there with rice. Oh, my gosh. That salt gun is fun, though. <laughs> All right, I got a good story about this. I was at a store, Kind Love, I believe it was, and I walked in there, and they have a bunch of weed on the shelf, and they have this weed called Mazar Kush, M-A-Z-A-R, and Mazar Sharif is the place in Afghanistan where they grow this weed, and that happened to be a place that I worked at for a period of time, and I'm just like... Holy shit, I wonder if that's that same weed from that spot. And of course, it's like some dudes over here growing this weed. But I'm like, there's a whole entire music video worth of fucking cycle of documentation of where this weed strain came from to get into these people's hands, to bring it to this shelf. And I smoked it, and it was way better than the shit that was over there. But it's like, hey, this was the birth of that genetics. And it's like mad props for them bringing it over here, like representing that region of the country. And that weed goes back, dude. I mean, I'm talking out of my left ear here, but a thousand years, I would say, that they've been growing this weed out there, and it's the same weed. It could be, I would say there's probably three major land race strains that were growing out in Afghanistan, and that was one of them. So to see it on a shelf here after I had seen 100-acre fields of it over there, I was like, hell yeah, I want a pre-roll of that. Let's go. You know, you know I how they got it over here. You know, it was shipped in American helicopters. I don't rice, know. <laughs> rice, rice, yeah. <laughs> rice patties. Definitely. <laughs> oh my god! How classic would that be, though? That would be insane. That's beans were beans were they're in the rice, dude. Mazar, right? That's where beans and rice come from. Mazar, that's a good strain. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Same same question. Same question. Where are How you old? At? Where were you? What were you doing? And what you strain, if you can strain? remember? Like I don't remember the strain. Um, that's a I, tough one. Yeah, it, that's a really hard one because it was a, back it then. Was, we didn't get to know. Right? No, yeah. it was definitely like sixty bucks for the ounce. Hopefully, it's green. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, or whatever. My friend's sister was gonna get us mm-hmm. that time. <laughs> we're like, all right, okay, cool. Uh, so we bought like I guess a half ounce of. It was pretty green. It smelled pretty good, I guess. At the time, I didn't know what smelled good. And it was like, whoa, that's what that smells like? <laughs> you know? And then my friend's like, all right, we're going to smoke a blunt. And I'm like, uh, a blunt? He's like, you don't know what a blunt is? I'm like, no, this is the first time I'm smoking weed. He's like, come on, Nicola. I'm like, all right, so we go and smoke the blunt. You good? Yeah. The blunt had a problem? Huh? 
What? I'm sorry. And then we had like a spiky M little thing going on. Oh, I don't even know what that was. It scared. Okay, okay, got it. All right, so yeah, so we smoked this. So we rolled. He rolled the blunt, of course, because he knew what we were doing. Then we went to we went to some like park in the middle of like Broken Arrow, and you know, so it's like four sixteen year olds like trying to smoke weed. Two of them who are like you know veterans, and two of them are trying to look cool. Me included. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I just remember, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was Indica, it probably, I don't know, I just remember that it was like the first week I got my car, like first week of literally having my car, having a driver's license, and it's like everything you're not supposed to do is supposed to get, go get high and drive other children around for your first time. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> Yeah, broke exactly, the so I got really good at driving, so I'm really good at driving, so that, and that was about 16, yeah, 16. Uh-huh. Andrew? I've been trying to think about the exact first time this whole time, but the most memorable time as I was a little bit older, I was like 18, I went to OU, and uh, I went to a Mexican restaurant on the waiter. At the end of my meal, they were like, Ann, would you like any any weed? Oh, and <laughs> I was like, uh, Mexican restaurant. yes, uh, and, and I had just gotten, this is, in Mexico. this is in Norman, you know, and I just got there, so I thought this was how it goes as an adult or, you know, as a, someone coming to college, like, yes, I would like some weed, actually, uh, and they were like, this? this was it just, uh, I could show it to you, you know, I can't remember the name, no, but no, it was no. just in uh, Norman, here. Oklahoma, oh, uh, 2000, let's see, 2002, somewhere in there, probably. And uh, they just kind of asked me discreetly. I was alone. I didn't know anyone yet. So I sat down. I you know, moved into my dorm. So I just went to eat food. And I was just eating a meal but alone. Maybe they felt sorry for me. <laughs> and they were just like, hey, by the way, instead of dessert, would you like uh, uh, And I didn't know how to order weed. Time. So I didn't know how much to ask. So they went away. And I was so nervous. Because like, they were like, just let us know how much you want. You know, and when we come back, you know, we'll take care of it in the back or whatever. So I was like trying to, f- I didn't have an iPhone or anything, you know, I'm sitting there, so, and you're freaking out trying to think of how, you know, so I just, you know, just asked for a dime sack. And uh, that worked out because the guy, that, that was a thing at the time. And uh, <laughs> so I go around the back and got it, took it back and like played, you know, whatever Madden 2002 or whatever uh, by myself. Yeah, and, dude, fuck yeah. yeah. Went, from the Mexican restaurant. went to Home Depot and blew all my money for the semester on like a lamp and a blanket and like stuff to make my dorm all you know cozy and, and at uh, Home Depot at Home Depot yeah wow. whatever I could find yeah lamp. yeah whatever Target oh, that was next door oh, yeah, yeah just like some shopping spree in the they local had area you know? at Home Depot. I don't know I know the lamp was at Home Depot <laughs> and I know I know I went to Home I like Depot. an emergency blanket I definitely had a lava lamp the lava, Did you have yeah. a lava lamp or did have a lava lamp. When I was young. Yeah, yeah. Chris? I think I have about three or four of them. Yeah, nice. he has one right now, actually. Yeah. Nice. Lava lamp? Uh, my girlfriend has one. Right and now. She's got like, yeah, right now, she's got like the like, like two one. foot one or like, oh. a, yeah. It's she's she, investing in lava yeah. lamps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She definitely. The per, be, but they're like, oh, you want the big one. They're like, all right. Yeah, they rolled your, it out the back. <laughs> you get to design <laughs> oh, yeah. it. What yeah, casing exactly. would you like? Do you need a signature name yeah, on the Yeah, exactly. Side? I am 18. Yeah. I can buy this. <laughs> Even though I never smoked back then, I would just stare at them for I don't know how long. Yeah. I just loved watching them. Mm-hmm. No, they were sick. It, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think even before I ever smoked weed or anything, like when being a young kid, I'm like, those are awesome. Why can't I get one? My mom was like, I'm not letting you get that, and you're not letting, and I'm not letting you burn incense in your room either. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't allowed to burn incense either, but, but I got them way. Young. I want to add to that. <laughs> were you allowed to burn incense? 
I wasn't allowed to burn anything. My mom thought we yeah. were going to burn the house down. Yep. I mean, candles were not allowed at all. Uh, mine was just... a religion thing. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah, it's some Buddhist uh, thing if yeah. you're burning incense, exactly. right? I got exactly. caught up on that one once. and The Christian mom wouldn't allow I went and got the lava lamp on my own, and my parents were like, red flag, you're smoking weed. And then one time, <laughs> for sure, I'm going to dog on my mom for a little bit here. I smoked a cigar, just a regular cigar. It was a Optimo Mint cigar from the gas station. And I was thinking, like, the mintiness was, like, leaving my sinus nastiness in the wintertime. And I didn't give a fuck because my parents kind of knew we smoked cigarettes. They weren't cool about it, but they, like, knew it was a teenage thing. And I threw the butt of it in the trash can, and it was green. And my mom came and found me and was like, what is this? And she showed me the butt of the, like, cigar blunt butt. And she thought, literally, that you take weed leaves and you stuff them full of tobacco. And you wrap like the it with the leaf, leaf, like the five star right, yeah, logo. Yeah. She thought that's what a blunt was. <laughs> she thought I threw the blunt roach in the trash can, and that this was the blunt roach. And she's like, "I know what you're doing." And I heard you guys were smoking acid too. Yeah, straight up with the green blunt. And I'm like, "Mom, that's just a cigar for sure from the gas station. It was 99 cents for a two pack." Calm it down. My uh, pastor brother-in-law did the same thing. We were looking at some veg plants with him present, and he was like, you just feel really tempted to grab some, don't you, right now? Oh, you're like, no, that would kill <laughs> them. What are like, you talking? <laughs> no, I mean, but here you go. I grabbed one. And He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so you said you have a pastor as a brother-in-law? Yes, indeed. Uh, what's uh, his thoughts on what you... He really, uh, you know, it was like one of some of those folks, when they do those things, it's like a career and you can't really change the, the the trajectory of it, even if you want to. So he's one of those, like, I don't know if he's still, like, in the program mentally, but you can't really... He, he ran for, uh, like, political office, even, you know, tried to change it up at one point. So uh, you get typecast, you know, as a... Oh, as a you know what pigeonholed. I mean? pigeonholed. Yeah, pigeonholed. To, so I don't know. He's cool with it. He still thinks it's all, like, like uh, uh, something he should stay away from, personally and but he like tries to ask me about it every time he sees me so you know he's not against it but I, i'm curious i still i think the question for me is i always continue to look back at a previous life similar to where he's at is it was so taught so bad and so wrong that now that it's legal it's i mean is it still taught that i don't know yeah I, it's gonna take a long time to see what they do with it but Those, in 10 years it's mm -hmm. gonna be completely different you would It'll have just to think. be accepted as they as seem a to normal medicine i would think yeah. like, even just socially christian or de denomination seem to accept alcohol to some extent exactly you know, at least socially exactly you know so you that would, took what from 1920? Mm-hmm. If even that, 1950, yeah. really the one we're talking about, yeah, really okay. on forward well, in, uh, in the, the United States. In the, no, I'm talking about United States modern religion. Oh, but, and okay. Jesus, if we're honest here. Yeah. Is what 2000? Yeah, Jesus is yeah. when we finally got yeah. good beer mm -hmm. and stuff here where we could get it. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the watered down version. Yeah. Sixty years. Six point. Oh, nice! Finally, I so I was hoping for ten. Jeez, we might have another fifty on top of that, huh? Yeah, no, we're moving pretty rapid, Marshall. Mm -hmm. It's getting, it is moving at a bell curve. It does feel like, like more of a like a breaking, you know, like things have changed. It's not a linear path anymore. Like a like everyone thinks differently, and when it, and everyone thinks differently, just 
that's really what our reality is is that it's it's cognition and then we agree, we all agree uh, that this is reality and if we all shift reality then reality shifts if enough of us change then that is now reality it doesn't take progression from there it's just over and that but seems to be Oklahoma is in this weird bubble with cannabis definitely oh, oh such yes. a weird one yes we're still outlaws in this weed illegal weed bubble. market <laughs> how's uh, explain the bubble well like you go to kansas arkansas texas it's completely different you leave the state and mm-hmm. it's you go across those same. invisible lines almost. oh yeah that's why they're coming here still mm-hmm. now there's either the, there's a lot of people so i know that in those states our reality here. is just oklahoma <laughs> reality and not very long ago it was colorado we thought we'd have to you'd have to go there to yeah. oh yeah to that was that. like oh my god yeah, dude, the, you came back from colorado the promised land he came back from colorado you should have been here last week he had the rado stuff bro but it was true yeah because i've, no. I've mm-hmm. been pretty open that's where i would get my stuff no i'm not no i'm saying yeah, that. i mean i, I, I get hyped too i'm like yes <laughs> fucking the Colorado. because my first it's funny you know my first smoke was in colorado mm-hmm and then after that, it was like that was the only place that I knew. To it was like to my brain started to become part of Colorado for me. You know, that's, that's what, what it was. You know? Oh, me too. I, <laughs> yeah, I yes. always bought a hat every time I went. I always rocked Colorado <laughs> gear. But yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, I'm about it. Like this, <laughs> but you're in Oklahoma, but I'm about it, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking about it. Well, but then once we once all this started and everything happened here, yeah, I don't wear the hat anymore. Ex- no, no, exactly. No then, yeah, then you're like lo- more happy to be local and happy to be supporting these cats. The growers that are from Oklahoma are like, yeah, dude, I went to school with them, dude. Now they're doing like, so that yeah. is what's so been interesting over the past year plus is how many people then start to, you know, oh yeah, you know, from high school was this and so and so, and there's actually been people here on the episodes that we would have competed against each other, uh, you know, growing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, which is crazy to think about. And oh yeah, different people that we've talked about that you know maybe you sold to or that you knew. <laughs> yeah. That somebody, oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh definitely. I, mean? <laughs> I used to sell to my teachers. You know, that's what. Yeah. Funny, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's been interesting. It's a wild shift how it is. Oh, it like opens up like oh, your mom does it. Your next door neighbor is a part of it. Your 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 boss. Or- I, I had a neighbor send me a text once and said, "Smells good." <laughs> yeah, I was that's like, great. Well, you want some? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. My next door neighbor's son helped write 788, like actually do the actual typing and writing of it, you know, when the team was writing it. And so when it passed, it came out on the porch, or like in their late 60s, like, and they were like, yay! <laughs> they were going down to the coffee bar where they're celebrating. They went wow. down to Shades of Brown or something and wow. celebrated. It was really weird. We like cheers and. I went back to my normal smoking spot and continued smoking and then felt like I was doing it legally for once, although I guess I wasn't yet. But uh, were, you, were you ever big in Frisbee golf? Yeah, and back in kid days, in high school days, yeah. That was definitely... Oh, I just had that vibe. Just <laughs> had that vibe. I'd like to do it as a cannabis thing. Like, uh, we should do go. that. We should do that this summer. Yeah, we've already talked to somebody wanting to do a little league. We can talk okay. about Putt challenge, but also I think it'd be cool to do a little thing on Riverside. Yeah, we could go down there and do it. Go just take Riverside, the. I've always thought we would take the Kush bus, and it can be the res- the shipping and receiving of people. Oh, you know, meet uh, here, and then we go down there on the bus, and then they could meet us at the end of the tournament. Did you guys back happen here? to see our shipping container that we had at the Cowboy Cup for in for Flav essentially intent distribution? Yes. So that's the whole reason why we got that is so that whenever the regulations are. 
accessible to do this kind of thing, we could just plant that at Riverside or at the gathering place. There's a mobile. And it'd be a mobile dispo mm-hmm. or whatever. They're already doing it at Cowboy you know? Cup. I mean. Exactly. That's what I mean. So in conjunction with the bus or whatever, oh, you know. Ours is like a big shipping container where the whole front of it opens up and it makes the floor and it's kind of like a walkthrough thing. And oh, we so just not the dispensary as, out there. No, this okay. is this is what we use for events and stuff. Yeah, it's I saw like that. our booth. I saw it. But we want it to be a mobile dispo for future events like sorry, future events like that where it's essentially like you said, we'll go to Riverside and then I mean we could even team up, have the bus out there mm-hmm. and that because it's two giant billboards and it's like come I here buy this dispensary. weed right here. Yeah, that's gonna Downtown, be they have those food truck things on right, Wednesday. Right. Pull the bus up open I for think, business. There you go. So much called a lunchbox kit or it's something. A giant you know? driving billboard. I mean it pays for itself and that just come here kind of vibe right there you know mm-hmm. and in the way you guys utilize the big one in the sherweed forest i think is important to recognize for the winter time like we're playing a show and it's winter time it's going to snow on saturday right and there's no places at bars essentially like some bars are really cool some are not and you cannot just smoke in the bar so if you have the bus parked outside it's like boom yo here's the smoke spot that's not freezing as cold like there's a patio outside with your you know completely covered in snow and everybody's frigid but oh we got the hash bus right mm-hmm. that's how it was at the last year we exactly people are dude the whole time i was hanging out there talking with the dj while you were up in there just ripping people out it's like just Every time I was sitting out there, I just kept seeing more and more people go on the bus, and it's like, it's cold outside, you can't smoke in there, boom, here's the spot on site that you can get it done. Exactly. You know? Yep. We try to Patient make it conducive action. for everyone and bring in more community that way. Get to bring the Kush bus out. Makes it even cooler. But yeah, we want to definitely do, that's what we hope to do, is a lot of community activity events like that. So that people in cannabis and interested in cannabis can try things like frisbee golf or dodgeball or a basketball tournament or whatever we come up with. So uh, yeah, we definitely are going to disc golf. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do that this summer. Fan. All right. Hey, so you already mentioned where people find you. Where do people find you on social? You can get me on Funny Stacks F U N N Y S C A X on all Instagram uh, and Twitter. I do a bunch of videos. Do actually, I'm just now having a commercial come out tomorrow for another dispensary, Keisha. They're putting it out tomorrow. I made them a commercial, just for them, and so it's utilizing their shop. So, I, I'm in this culture. Sweet. <laughs> He's about that life. Uh, at Sherweed Forest, I spend most of my time on Instagram. Um, do you, yes, do you, you have do. the regular Instagram issues or not recently? Because I started to be, started kind of not showing so much traditional cannabis imagery, and most of the time when I say cannabis, I put an at sign and, and as the first a in the word cannabis, and I, I don't know if it's doing anything. But so far, like for example, with the first bazaar, I did a page takeover for all thirty vendors, and we did hash shots and flower shots, and I got I got the flagged risks. Over and over again, you know. I thought but, the page was going to get but shut this down. This way, this way has been working. Yeah, this, this way is way's cool. Yeah, three K views. This 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 stuff's cool because it's definitely we're three trying three K views. That's good. 
been yeah. killing it. Yeah. They've been yeah. killing it, is what I mean. I've been sharing it, and I'm really trying to push more patients to come out. Exactly. It seems like we get a lot of good vendor support. I mean, we're all friends, and mm-hmm. we're all supporting one mm-hmm. another, but it's like, that's the first. The patients. Yeah, I'll that's say the one point. last time as a patient and a customer, the Sherweed Forest is, and also as a Tulsa native, not native, but I'm a fucking native now, pardon my language, but I love this place, and I'm in the culture here. Sherweed Forest is the biggest cannabis event that happens here in Tulsa. And people are doing things in Oklahoma City and people are doing things elsewhere. But for you to not have to travel far and to get every in like every business, every different walk of life, whether you like flour, edibles, or wax, or whatever your flavor, it's all there at Sherweed. And not to mention, but the bong people and the resin people and the people that are making all the ancillary business around this industry, they're there. It's the connection. And, I mean, we've been talking about it for three months now. It is the biggest place in Tulsa to come connect with other people that are patients or people in the industry. Just wait till summertime. Here we exactly. go. Water parks, bikinis, cash. Oh, oh, going all the way. Hash. Yes. Down. Wait, you said hash. Hash. All hash the is the theme of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Hash to be. And where do people find Kush this week? <laughs> uh, Kush Dispo Tulsa and Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore. Is the Dispo Holden, part no? a new thing? Yeah, no issues, not being dispensary yeah. anymore. Because I always see like I keep I'm having deleted. to follow you back, and I'm like I didn't unfollow them, so it's just it's having to be reborn. Yeah, yeah. But we've been the same for a few weeks, month, like a month now. And it was Kush like. Dispo. Kush Dispo Tulsa. Tulsa. Yep, underscore. Or come right here to 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. With our smiling faces, sometimes with a mask on. Sometimes. Because we love COVID. We all want it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks so much, man. I had a great time getting to meet you. Thanks for everything you're doing. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Woo. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Hey guys, let me tell you about our new happy hour. We are dropping a concentrate happy hour every evening, 7 to 10. Oh my gosh. Concentrates are going to be 20% off. All carts, all concentrates, all syringes come in 20% off, 7 to 10. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life.